you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been talking with all sorts of travel industry professionals from around the world on what things have been like this year. In 2020, definitely the travel landscape has changed and it's affected all of us in many different ways. But it's also allowed many of us to also pivot and explore new ways of doing business. And it's an absolute pleasure and delight for me to have these two ladies on. They are a mother-daughter duo, but don't let you that fool you. They have definitely done so many incredible things uh, within the travel and hospitality space, specifically with boutique hotels. So uh, without further ado, I definitely want to welcome them on. Uh, I have Francis and Ariella Karajian. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. We're That's excited the last to name be right. Yes. <laughs> Of course, we got to make sure it's right. Of course. Well, thank you both for joining me today. And um, I I definitely, we're going to talk about so many amazing things that you are both doing. And I know, Francis, you've been in the industry for quite some time. So I'm really excited to hear how, you you know, the progression of your career, what you've done and what we're sort of seeing now. And I know, Ariella, you certainly have a whole fresh outlook on, on things just with a different generation of, of being a traveler and within the travel space. And, uh, but really want to talk about you guys are co-founders of the Boutique Lifestyle Leaders Association. And so would love to dive in more about that. So, um, well, so enough of me talking, I want to hear from you. <laughs> would love to hear if you can both share a bit of your backstory and about uh, BLLA. Sure, sure. Well, I, this is Francis talking. I um, started in the industry back in uh, the late 80s working for Carlson. At the time, it was called Carlson Travel Network, which is now CWT. Um, I was one of the first um, account managers in the system working with um, uh, Carlson's big corporate accounts like Toyota, uh, motor sales, Disney, uh, Baxter Healthcare, and others, as well as managing the leisure business from the Carlson offices located from San Diego to Santa Barbara. So I had a fabulous time working for Carlson. I love the company. I love the fact that um, Marilyn Carlson Nelson took over from her father when he became ill, and she really, you know, had a strong ship. And I learned so much from that whole experience. I left it in 1993 and was offered a position with a team that had a call center for travel agents. It was similar to an American Express or a Carlson, you know, 24 hour call center. And I came on and created a hotel program. And that was back in 1993. I grew the program working with all the major travel agencies that were more independent agencies, as well as quote, the consortia that were coming up, you know, where travel agency offices were becoming small groups, such as Vacation.com, who was one of my big clients. Um, And uh, I sold my shares in that company in 1995, stayed on for a couple of years as CEO of the new company, and then left, uh, having already in my brain thought about boutique hotels as owners started reaching out to me at that consortia 
Uh, and it was called CCRA, by the way, uh, which was just recently mm-hmm. sold to ABC, actually. So interesting. Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so um, um, now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> BLA was in the works. Oh, BLA was already in the works because I had a lot of independent hoteliers owners calling me and they really didn't have anywhere to go and they needed help and what whatever it was that they needed i knew that there needed to be a place for them so i met with a lot of the mm-hmm. small boutique brands such as Kimpton and schwaterviv and charming hotels of italy and lux and you know i basically said what do you guys think about that and about this and they said do it fran we need this we have nowhere to go uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, I started in 2009 at World Travel Market, and I came home with about 300 okay. hotel members. So it was a very exciting time <laughs> and a validation that I knew that I was onto something. Boutique hotels, even though one of those groups I mentioned had actually told me, we're not going to use the word boutique anymore. It's dead. And, you know, I basically said, well, I, I'm so sorry, but I don't believe that myself. And I only think it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. So I was absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And as I started having conferences back in 2010, um, I started seeing a lot of the big brands actually attending our conferences because they wanted to learn more from what was the boutique sector doing. And uh, lo and behold, in Mm -hmm. 2012 uh, is when Marietta announced its autograph collection. Now, I'm not going to say it was that person mm-hmm. that attended our conference that did that, but I'm sure that they did get some good ideas from, you know, our, we had a boutique leadership conference, we had boutique hotel investment, and we actually had an executive women's conference as well, as there weren't enough women at the top in hospitality. So we wanted to give them that opportunity. And that's kind of it in a nutshell until Ariella joined us about six years ago. Yes. So you can tell about that, Ariella. Okay. I always like hearing that story, Mom. Right. <laughs> it never gets old. It, it's an amazing story, I have to say. Like, I was just like, wow, just to see just how it's naturally evolved. But not only that, you were seeing, okay, there is a void. For some, and there's a, a need for something and then creating it and going with your gut, even though you had somebody, you know, kind of push back and say, oh, boutique, which is, is kind of humorous, but you're always going to have some sort of pushback, but you're like, ah, I'm going to stick with my gut on this. And it's great that you did. I think entrepreneurs, they have that gene in them that say, you know, if you really, you know, the word believe to me, I've always lived by it. Um, and I'll have to tell you a story mm-hmm. about that. Uh, later, because I don't want to take Ariella's no, time away. Oh, okay. Let me tell you it really quick. So vacation. My big client sold uh, my shares in the company 2005, had a big conference with all the vacation.com agents. Um, it was a time when the Polar Express was showing for the first time as a movie. And they use that word believe. If you believe in Santa Claus, you're going to hear the bell ring. So I put big bells with purple ribbons at everybody. Agents? Two thousand agents. Yeah. And I I when I made my welcome and speech to them, I said, if you I to, I had told them that I put my life into believing in travel agents and I don't believe you're dying, like everybody says. Um, and I said, if you believe mm-hmm. in the future of travel agents, stand up and ring your bell. And the room went 
wild. And it is on video somewhere. I'm dying to get that video, but it was such an amazing time. And so I use that word believe a lot. And if you're a real entrepreneur, you have to believe in where you're going and what you're doing, no matter what anybody else is saying to you. And if you truly believe it will happen. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. No, to own <laughs> By the way, I have chills from hearing you share that story. And I'm so glad that you were just like, no, we're going to share the story now because <laughs> it is true. And there's so much of whether it's the entrepreneurial spirit, just also, I mean, just that notion of believing so many people that let's say, you know, working in the hospitality industry right now, where our foundations have been, they've been shook, you know? And so we're, we're looking at things in such a different way. So it's, you have to have that belief, which is your through line to kind of get you, get you through everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I love that story. And I, I think it's honestly, I know we could talk about this a bit later, but it's having a comeback, that exact story. Um, I know with mm -hmm. the hit of COVID, we not only think it's the time for boutique hotels to really grow, but also for travel advisors, right, as they're called now, to really have a comeback. We yeah. now urge boutique hotels, the Instagram influencer, you can't track the ROI really well. You know who's bringing revenue to you? The travel advisors. And so many of the hotels are guilty of not taking care of the advisors. And we want them to realize they're a part of your revenue growth strategy. Don't forget them. You've got to stop discounting them. And what did we do? So we have a new partnership with IATA. Where we're, um, yeah, yes. but, well, okay. I know we're like getting deep into it. So wait, let me just give like my quick little like like elevator story of my little life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a bit of your background. This is great though. I love yeah, it. That's how I grew up though. So I grew up. My mom started CCRA before I was born. So when I was born, like I grew up in the whole travel industry world, traveling the world since I was five months old. You know, not just for leisure. She would take me to business meetings since I was five years old. She didn't really care that other people thought it was strange. I was well-behaved. I didn't make a sound. I just sat there and drew. But it, <laughs> it taught me, you know, the business world. And I got to meet people starting at five years old. And so my mom started mentoring me there. Did my whole, you know, had a great childhood, high school, um, I actually got accepted to Cornell Hotel School, wanting to be in the hospitality industry. Decided against it, actually. Then went to school in London, then moved to Germany on a whim for school, and then quit. <laughs> so was, and I just, I saw what my mom was doing with BLLA. It's exactly what I wanted to do with my life. I think both of our passions in life really, you know, are the same. We love helping creators, um, people who love to disrupt. So with that, I came on board full time. I started as an intern, worked my way up to where, okay, I'm not the baby. BLLA is the baby. So That's like, true. I really have to prove myself. And with that, we've grown BLLA. Um, we've never went away from our mission statement. Um, you know, we'd rather grow slower, but more authentically, it's just always the way we built it. Um, our mission statement is to make the world's authentic boutique and independent hotels. And that's what we will always do. And then about my mom had this word trademarked forever since she started BLLA. 
she like went through this crazy process of trademarking this name Steve Boutique. And it was always there. And I was like, Mom, why are you spending all this money on it? Like all this time. And I'm like, what are you going to do with it? And we just kind of, I think over years, we strategized and realized that it's a discovery platform. So it officially launched in 2017, but it's taken it until 2019 to truly figure out what the brand was. And it's a travel discovery platform to live the boutique lifestyle. Um, in 2018, huh. we coined the term that a hotel is so much more than a hotel. Like you're not just a hotel, you are a culture aggregator. You bring people together. Mm -hmm. You, you know, you are the core of human connection. It's not just about the beds. It's not just about the rooms. And that's truly how travel is transforming. And of course, boutique hotels were the first to adopt this. Um, so with that, yeah, State Boutique is all about living the boutique lifestyle. So there's city guides, there's, you know, you can book hotels, you can learn about the creators behind the hotels, you can hear about their struggles. It's all about being transparent. And actually also her and I started a consulting firm last year too, called Boutique Money Group. And that's where we help hotel, boutique hotels get developed, sold, all that. Find investors. Find investors, all that stuff. All I, of that. I think also with boutique, oh um, it's still really hard if you're an independent hotel to get investment from banks. Like unless you're like the first question mm -hmm. they still ask is what flag are you going to? And um, we are really big supporters of alternative forms of funding. And we kind of help that come together in many ways. So lot, lots of passions, wow. but yeah, that's my story. We, we do this together. I love being a mother daughter duo. Couldn't imagine any other partner. And, um, and we're together. This the is common theme is the boutique lifestyle. It goes throughout everything that we do. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. It is. And going back really quick we, to that wow. um, that thing I was going to announce about travel agents, we have um, an agreement with IATA. Um, IATA, you have to be an IATAN agent in order to access to act access this, <laughs> but it will be yeah, on, um, they have a platform called Agent Experience, and we will have the Boutique Hotels by BLLA tab over there, where Boutique Hotels will be giving agents special rates and perks for their own travel, just for themselves. Yes. So, Amazing. So very excited Amazing. about that. This yes. is so exciting, and it, I have to say, like, I literally get chills just talking to you both, because... I understand. I mean, it's like I totally get it from my background of working in boutique hotels. I also I do have travel agent capabilities and have being a concierge. Like I understand how all of the worlds come together. And just to see how you just all you you stuck with it because you're like, oh, no, this is definitely like the boutique. It is a boutique lifestyle. Absolutely. That we are right. seeing this experience just just grow and you have stuck with it and exactly. grown so much in so many different verticals as well too. Oh, it's, yeah. it's been fun and interesting and they all collide together, you know, with similar interests and, you know, similar people. And, you know, the last thing that we didn't mention is that we do have conferences and, you know, those are well attended by, you know, the top founders and owners in boutique hotels and boutique hotel brands, you know, in the world. And, we're so very well connected with them. And, you know, our last conference was a month ago. It was a virtual conference, but 
80 speakers and 50 mm -hmm. sessions. It was very difficult to pull off, but we were able to pull it off and all these wonderful people came and, you know, participated and had a fabulous time. So yeah, the that's feedback, the last part. The feedback was, um, you know, I mean, like, let's be honest, like, you know, a digital event, people used to do conferences because it generated revenue and like, you know, that's not really how it's going to happen now. Our goal was that we want to make mm -hmm. sure that boutique hotels are well equipped to recover. And that's exactly the feedback we got from you changed my life to, you know, like these beautiful things that hoteliers are saying. And um, that's really why we do what we do. We're just trying to like level up the playing field. You know, it's not just about big grand power. I think the consumer, the traveler is changing. They want to feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. um, that's the big difference. And that's mm -hmm. why State Boutique's purpose is to really educate the traveler as to the transparency of the boutique hotel, why they decided not to go with the big brand. We, one of the biggest themes in the conference was it's not the easier journey to be a boutique hotelier versus a hotelier. We know it's the harder journey, but they do it because that role fulfills them. They find meaning in life by being a boutique hotelier, and that's truly what the difference is. It's not just about the money. Because if it was just about the money, it is so much easier just to flag and like, you know, move on with your life. That's what you do. But if you want to keep your independence, it's the harder route, but you're doing it because you find meaning with it. And it's your passion. It's, you know, in many, exactly. many cases, it's it's not just about money. It, it's really about, you know, fulfilling that dream and, you know, your own ideas and being involved in some way for the success of that property. Well, even yesterday, we got, do you see that email I got? We get these all the time. They're like, I've always had a dream of building a boutique hotel and they like write us their story oh. and then we kind of like you know we set them up and kind of get them started oh, yes. and i we, responded to that yeah you did respond to that yeah VLA attracts like really up and coming amazing i feel like i like to call them creators now but boutique hoteliers uh, but we it tends yeah. to attract really amazing outside the box fearless creators yeah. And we're really excited because actually through COVID, we were able to find a lot of them, which is really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, they're attracted. Yeah. Well, okay. So by the way, I will say that um, you, you, I don't think you emphasized how amazing your most recent summit was because there were, there were, let's just like name drop some people just to give some reference for this. So what you had some sessions that you had Ian Traeger. Yes. Ariana Huffington, yes. the U.S. Travel. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, these are like this is like real deal. We obviously we all know Ian Traeger is like he's like the father of boutique hotels. Certainly, exactly. he's been dubbed yes. that. Uh, and and so I mean, and Ariana Huffington. I mean, so this is these are really impressive events, and it's more so so impressive that you were able to transform it digitally mm -hmm. and still be able to keep that and still be able to inspire because that's so much of what you know we go to these these um conferences or summits for is for that inspiration you were still able to do that given the current climate oh. and, and be yeah able to you know, it was interesting you know usually with events you get feedback right yeah the feedback from this event there was not one negative feedback now and i was terrified i i never <laughs> like I was shaking the morning of the conference. Like I, we, I know how to produce a conference after doing it for so many years. I know what happens, but with digital, there's 
no certainty. Everything is uncertain. Is the speaker going to show up? Who knows? Who knows? Is their internet going to be on? Who knows? And it, I don't know, like someone was with us watching out because um, it went seamlessly. But yeah, I think what was beautiful about the summit was the engagement. So we had mentorship circles. So we had like Brian DeLoe, Proper Hotels. He came and mentored um, a group of 20 people. So the tw- he could see everyone on Zoom and they would ask questions and, you know, they would turn off their microphone, ask a question. He would go back and forth with them and he'd do that with everyone. And so wow. we had this, and we had virtual speed dating. So people could collect email addresses, like a business card, meet them. Um, but then I think even better than that, it was both in a boutique hotel investment conference and boutique hotel leadership conference. And on the investment side, I was a little bit worried because with COVID, you know, you think everything is going to be so grim, so dark, like, you know, I, let me just finish it now. And it wasn't that at all. You had people from major organizations like, you know, HBS and coming out with numbers, statistics really showing that the power is in boutique and things are not as grim. It was so positive. I mean, when we listen back to all of the, you know, sessions, everything was positive. And it was not only positive, but they were actually enjoying it, laughing and just, you know, it was such a different atmosphere. Yeah. And like investment number finance people, lawyers, you know, like, you don't think that happens. I mean, a pandemic, but... It was interesting because I think as we get to learn more, um, we knew that boutique held power, but I think what's been happening with the pandemic, it's been able to be verified even further that this is what travelers are going to want for the long term. And no, a big brand can't try to replicate it either. That's also the thing that's coming out. You can't have a hotel and then try to replicate it a hundred million times. That's not what boutique is. It's about originality, individuality, and it cannot be replicated. It's the number one thing a big brand and their boutique collections never get right. I try, mm-hmm. I've told them this, but no one wants to listen to me, but <laughs> we've tried telling them. No, but yeah. but I, I love that you say that because that was actually another question that I was, I was going to ask is like where, as far as the future of, sort of the hotel space, um, you know, obviously lots of things, uh, we're we're just not dealing in, in where the world was in February, 2020 is very different than where it is now. And so moving forward, how do you see the boutique hotels doing and faring? Are you seeing that travelers are really leaning more towards that just because it's a more unique experience or what what are you kind of seeing? Yeah, I think it's like, sorry, one thing don't mind. Oh, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Short term. I, I, I like had the feeling you wanted to say something. <laughs> That's okay. Sure. Go ahead. I think it's very short term versus long term thinking. Short term, it's like absolutely one, it's the size. We don't define boutique by size, but it is generally smaller, and travelers are going to feel more comfortable with that. Um, I think it is, they feel safer in a way um, because. Usually the owners are more hands-on, so they have people actually looking out for them, which is quite nice. And then they are wanting to go for that experience. So if they're going to leave their house, it's for something really good. And we know a boutique is going to offer that. Long-term thinking, it goes back to what I was saying before about 
transparency and it's, you know, so much fur further than an experience. People, it's like when it's almost like a partnership between the traveler and the hotel, they're looking to have to hold similar values with boutique hotels. You look at those that run it and it's funny because they have the same lifestyle as the traveler, you know, boutique mm -hmm. hotelier, they probably go to the modern art gallery down the street, just like your traveler is going to want to go to. So there's so many different um, items where the traveler and you know those involved in the ho with the hotel they have so many similarities and so they're going to hold similar values and it's about that fulfillment and it's not just about a room stay this is not for everyone you know it's for more of those daring types of travelers i think some more on the leisure side i think boutique hotels are also realizing the power of family travel which they will start mm -hmm. focusing on business mm -hmm. travel i don't know quite yet. I know that's been hit the hardest. I'm not sure. I don't think a lot that of that depends going. on the market and, and yeah. so so many factors go into that. So it's hard to put a blanket statement over it. For yeah. Sure. Business travel is hard. Yeah. 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 Mom, what did you we want can't to say, really say? Oh, I was just going to add to that. Um, you know, the, the conference theme was dare to adapt. And so as hotels are pivoting, um, boutique hotels can pivot on a dime. They don't have to request, um, you know, approval to do something. They can do it now and they can do all kinds of unique, amazing things. And honestly, all the hotels that I've been speaking with over the last couple months, their rev part is up. That's, you know, revenue per available room. I mean, people are paying a thousand dollars or more a night to stay in these amazing, beautiful boutique hotels and their occupancy levels keep going up. So obviously it's proof in the pudding that people are wanting to stay at something very special if they're going to stay at all. Yes, yeah. exactly. I love this because it's it's true. You're right. You're right. You're exactly right that people are definitely veering towards that, especially if they're going to travel. They want something that's unique. They want something that's experiential, which in general at a boutique hotel, it is part of the experience just because of the nature of the of the hotel, of the property. Um, and then as you were even mm -hmm. just saying that it is, the owners are more hands-on. So they do, there is more of a sense of, of comfort. And at the end of the day, all hotels have definitely done their part and have stepped up to the plate when it comes to making sure that their guests feel comfortable. You know, so we're seeing that across the board. Yeah. But it's really interesting that the boutique experience, people are, are cert like leaning towards that. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny. So we do this um, twice weekly newsletter. It's called Boutique Weekly and um, The Weekend Edit. And it's pretty popular. We have 30,000 subscribers on there in Boutique Hospitality. And what I've been noticing, it's actually my favorite project. Um, that was my first project when I started at BLLA was That's doing this letter. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And then, like five years on, I do not give it to anyone. And because I love it so much, but we congregate news from tons of sources all over the world about boutique hotels. And I swear we, we kind of did forecast this back in May, but this is the time for opportunity, actually, for a lot of new hotels. I've never seen in the news so many hotels breaking ground, getting renovated, opening, just found investors, just exactly. looked by their designers. I've never seen so much of this in such a small period of time. 
And I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see it. I mean, we really try to shine a light on it because it gives hope to everyone. Yes, mm-hmm. some are shutting. And I think that to the hoteliers listening today, if you are doing you know, pretty well considering what's happening, please make sure that there, to know that there are people around you who are so struggling. And if you can help in any way by just connecting, providing resources, you know, just, you know, being a friend on the phone to, you know, give advice that there are some right now who have a lot of opportunity and it's beautiful, but let's not forget that there are those who are struggling, who need our help as a community. It's Mm -hmm. our time to come together and collectively help each other recover. So it's also like yeah. something just to know. I, I know there's a lot of people who are just going through such a hard time, um, mm-hmm. but also for them to know that there's hope that like our industry is not dying, no matter what some news sources say. Not yeah. no, it's definitely like, not. It's definitely no not. Dying. Way. You bring up a really interesting point, and that I think that for those that have that question, which at the end of the day, it's like and I've said this and I know that we all agree. It's like travel's coming back. Okay. It just, it's mm-hmm. definitely coming back. And if anything, it's going to come back bigger and, and yeah, like everybody, this pent up demand for travel is definitely out there, which goes to show mm-hmm. you that those investors that are buying properties or putting invest like renovating and doing all of that, they have the right idea because they know, okay, maybe now might not be the time that we're going to have soaring occupancies, but whenever the time is right, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, whatever the case is, they're going to be ready to be there to accept the influx and the flood of travelers that we are going to see. And you're going to believe it. Yeah. And definitely they're going to be in that. Our optimism is based on fact. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, that we're optimistic because it's we're actually seeing it happening in the boutique mm-hmm. space. And it's really probably the most exciting time for boutique hotels in a very, yeah. very long time. And I also think mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, what we consider like the underdogs in many ways have been boutique hotels or truly independent hoteliers. But that's why we also are working with IATA because I know this is a whole nother conversation and the alternative distribution landscape, you know, our reliance on major OTAs, um, it's kind of like the big brand play, the unfairness towards independence percentage they take. Totally. Um, I think that there's this new movement to be self-sufficient on your own, um, how to drive direct bookings. And then also going back to who provides revenue, travel advisors. You have to start working with them again. And so we're like, we're like the travel advisors number one advocate when we talk to boutique hotels. It's in our blood. It's definitely my blood growing up my entire life. Well, it's it's kind of like what I grew up with in the travel agency side of things is, you know, asked to have a saying without a travel agent, you're on your own. And mm-hmm. boy, did that prove true when everything shut down mm-hmm. in March and, and travelers were stranded. If you had worked with a travel agent, they would be on the phone 24-7 to try to get you home. Try to call the OTAs um, and they have closed down their call centers. Mm -hmm. And so it was really a problem, you know, at the beginning. And I just love to see those stories from the travel agents, how they were helping their clients. Yeah. And it's, you say that that's something that I shared quite a bit over, over the past couple of months and have definitely talked about. I, I always joke, it's like, you might call it a comeback, but they never went away. You know, it's just, it's more people that yeah. are relying on the travel agents because th- so many people 
found that they were like, oh, great. Now I'm like, now I might have two cancellation fees, one from the OTA and then one from the, you know, whether it's the property or the airline, whatever. And travel agents were invaluable at that time. And so many people were, it definitely, um, if they were on the fence, it certainly convinced them. Travel agents are certainly the way to go. So I'm also excited to see how that field will certainly, um, it'll, it's certainly going to grow because people people need it. And you are so right, by the way, about um, you know encouraging these boutique properties to really nurture and support these travel agents. Because I'll say I'll share a quick story. I went. I was in Mexico at the end of October. Uh, sorry, at the end of um, August and. I do have travel agent capabilities, so I'm definitely within that world, but I also have an online presence. So there's a bit of that travel influencer side of things. Um, I'd like, I guess you could say I'm almost kind of marrying the two worlds in essence, but I had a friend of mine who was a travel agent. He's like, okay, I'm going to reach out to them and, and get something set up. And regrettably, they weren't as accommodating to him as you would have thought. It's like, come on guys. Like we know that you're, you're operating at 30% occupancy. Like, this person literally brings mm-hmm. in X, Y, or they do X, Y, Z in billions of dollars of travel. Like what? And then I reach yeah. out. Sure. Absolutely. And it's like, I felt bad, but at the same time, I mean, I also know what I'm, I mean, I'm bringing two things to the table. I'm like, cool. This is content that you can have. Mm-hmm. It's this also curated through a professional. So it's, it's, I know what hotels want because I speak that language, but on the other side, I also do at least right. have the ability to be able to send them actual business as a travel agent as well too. So, but going back on that, it's like, yeah, definitely take care of your travel agents. So for sure. Well, so wait, I do want to yeah, quickly like, add. Yeah, I think that- Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I want to quickly ask because we did we didn't touch on this, and this is really I think I think it's interesting. But you guys kind of did this campaign, the hashtag boutique strong campaign. Can you share a bit about that and how that yes, came yeah. up about? Yes. You, you can Me, that, okay. Boutique <laughs> <laughs> strong okay. council. So that is um, a campaign. Part two is coming soon with our partnership with Iota, but it started so at the end of March. You know, it was very grim. You go on LinkedIn and you're like crying your eyes out. It's it was just it was really depressing. And then in the beginning of April, we started seeing these campaigns from big brands start to populate. We're there for you, sign to us, we'll get this, that, and that. Basically, let me take your soul away from your hotel and whatever. Like we saw right through it. And it really it angered us because we were thinking that, you know, the independent hotels, they felt so desperate at that time that they would sign on to that. And we wanted them to make, we wanted to make sure that they knew that they have options. If you sign on to a big brand, it's not that we hate you, but it works for some, it just don't feel forced to do it. That's the difference. We're not anti big brand in any way. It's just more that you have an option um, that big brands don't normally say. And so we gathered about 30 of um, our industry's top you know, leaders to come together. We've been having town hall meetings. It's more about, you know, the first part is meeting of the minds to get together, create this task force, understand the biggest issues happening. And so that we can strategize internally. And then the other one was that we have um, covered all costs for our hotels until the end of next year. So what that includes are a slew of resources, a social network, 
groups, forums, um, film archives from all of our past conferences. Um, there's a lot happening um, that they will be able to gain a lot of insight from and also know that they're not alone because it's a social network with our membership. They can connect with other hotels, ask them what's happening. And then um, with that, it's also just truly, you know, the fight to keep your identity. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the basis yeah. is the tagline is keep your identity and stay boutiques. We just wanted them to know that there is an option that you can keep your identity, AKA stay independent. We know that there are struggles, but you do have resources. Um, you have courses. So our task force, they all came up with a course, whether it was revenue management, temporary design for wellness, you know, a pandemic world, health and, and safety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many different. And courses. then also um, the, one of the latest additions to that campaign is a new partnership with an organization called Health for Luxury. And it kind of goes back to, you know, big brands partnering with the CDC or Clorox and then finding out that it's great that they partnered with them, but each property was not following that protocol. So they actually weren't as health as safe as the big brands were touting. So this program, it's all about accountability. So a, a boutique hotel will go through this program. But then how we're different is that it's not a marketing ploy. It's truly about accountability. Is the hotel actually doing this, 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 and that? And we check in on them every month. And so um, the program is launching in a couple of months fully where we have mm -hmm. doctors and scientists going to the hotels. UC, UCLA doctors, scientists. Oh, wow. 3M, yeah, 3M, 3M is part of the this. program. It's about training your employees. It's about the products you're using to sanitize. Mm -hmm. It's about the whole thing. It's kind of like putting, you know, an A on the door of a restaurant. It's really somebody yeah. inspecting what you're doing. Yeah. So we have all these little things happening. And it's just that we want to make sure that boutique hotels know that they have the option. You can stay independent. Um, the lifeline is not always a big brand because you have to understand your long-term um long-term strategy as well and we're here to help lift you up whatever that takes whether you're needing capital yeah. or you're needing whatever it happens to be business um you know we're here to assist in all of those things yeah exactly like a one-stop shop for helping all the boutique boutique hotels exactly, exactly. yeah it's been ne we've never been so busy but i've also never become so close with our community um it's really mm -hmm. beautiful and it's you know, when you're uncomfortable, you new experiences happen, new connections happen. And I think that's what's been happening. I think some industries, some parts of hospitality was not like that. But with our side, it was truly everyone came together. And it's been really beautiful to see that happen. Yeah, Absolutely. no, it's been Oh, my gosh. I, I swear I can talk to you both for like forever. This is amazing. And I also can't believe that we haven't met yet in person. This is like, so, well, I know exactly. So, to, yeah. to kind of wrap it up, because and you've shared already so many nuggets, uh, but maybe to just kind of like wrap it up, um, what sort of key lessons do you think that that you think that hoteliers should really think about or should really kind of focus on in this time? I mean, obviously, you've got a wealth of knowledge at your fingertips, but maybe key lessons that you've learned in this time that you can pass on to other hoteliers, any sort of parting thoughts on that? 
I think the first thing is to have for them to reach out and not be afraid to do that because um, we have, you know, several who are really in need, but they want to keep it private. And we're here to help them find a solution. So whatever the solution is for whatever your need is, it's really being comfortable and reaching out to us. I think that's the first thing um, is to be open to doing that because you never know, you know, getting a third voice, you know, it's very important. Um, and we have such a broad overview of all kinds of boutique hotels, whether they belong to a group of five or 10 or they're independent or, you know, they're city center or they're suburban or they're global, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We have a very good overview over the last 11 years of this marketplace. So there are many things that we can help you on. So I think that's the first thing. And I think it's also our theme of daring to engage and staying boutique strong as much as possible and keeping you and your staff up to date on what is happening and, um, you know, staying as resilient as possible. It's, it's tough, it's difficult, but I always say never give up. Yeah, definitely. I think just to add to that, it's to continue to stay flexible. Um, we don't know the second wave. We don't know if there's another shutdown. Like we, there's still a lot of uncertainty out there. Um, we, mm -hmm. we have some tough days ahead of us, but like mm -hmm. you got to stay flexible because it's what got you to where you are now yes, um, was your flexibility back in April. So to remember that as we kind of hit this second kind of scary part of what's happening. Um, I think I said this 500 times, but I'll just say it again. It's okay. Uh, keep true to your identity. Keep true to your values. Keep true to your mission statement. Um, don't let that be diluted with what's happening now. Um, because again, like we were talking, travelers are changing and that's what's going to you know, keep you apart from others. Um, mm -hmm. Take this time to re-strategize. You don't have as many guests right now. Uh, take this time. What's your short-term? What's your long-term strategy? Is this the time? Are there people you've been wanting to partner with, collab with, do this and that with? This is the time because everyone is 10 million times more open than they were before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's also just connecting with like-minded people as well. This is the time to connect with others who are going through something similar. So reaching out, I've been doing it, reaching out to them randomly on Instagram or LinkedIn or this and that. This is the time to this, this can grow your Rolodex with people that you, you know, have so many similarities with. And this is the time to do it because we all have that. Um, uh, we all have a little bit of time to do it. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so well said. So well said. Okay. Wow. This is, well, this is, you guys Sarah. have literally shared so much information. No, thank you both. This is so incredible. Um, so for those that have, the listeners that are, are tuning in and listening to you, where can they connect with you both? Where can they find out more information? You know, let us know. Well, the main site is BLLA.org, be like boy, LLA.org. That's the main site. The booking site um, and more information is stay-boutique.com. Uh, that's for consumers wanting to book a hotel and get our city guides and, and other information. And then we have boutiquemoneygroup.com for developers and investors. And then we have be like boy LLA events.com to join <laughs> so our, many websites <laughs> to join our webinars and you know, we do have free webinars. Um, we've had several. You can still view them there. And then for hotels, we do have a 
we are um, actually covering the cost of membership at the moment. So you just have to apply. And yeah. uh, if you're a verified boutique, we will then accept you. Yeah, and then also if they have ever have any questions, I get a copy of everything that goes into info at BLLA.org. So if you just want to say hi. I always love that. Um, it makes me happy. So mm -hmm. yeah, awesome. Well, Sarah, I, we're so grateful. And, you know, like I was telling you before, I love doing interviews with my mom. So this has been so much fun. And we greatly no, appreciate it. This has it. been great. This has been great. So by the way, thank you all to everybody that's tuned in. I will be sure to share all the details to where that you can find out more on Francis and Ariella. They are incredible. So definitely um, check out for the links so that you can go ahead and find out more information. So thanks for everybody that's tuned in. And as always, continue to say yes to travel.